just yesterday before um, they got in touch with us. Um, we had seen a, 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 a worrisome message from the young woman. Um, she shut down all her social media accounts. And then she said this, I am not perfect, but I am done. Done with the negativity, done with the online bullying, done with being judged constantly. I am mentally exhausted. Now, that should scare anyone, you know. Um, and so she's here to talk about, just the day after that message, to talk about what's going on. Baby Nigeria is supposed to be a show. It's, a, it's an entertainment product. It's supposed to be a game, fun, you know, laughs, yeah, a few arguments, a few fights. What is this thing that it has become that's ruining marriages, destroying relationships, pitting friends against each other, leading to mental breakdowns and online bullying? I mean, I'm not blaming Big Brother, obviously, but today, with Tega, I want to understand what is really going on. So you told my producers that when they asked you about the experience that taking you to John Zero in your life, you said life before BBN. Yes, um, life before BBN, which was, um, of course, my marriage, childbirth. Mm. And then, of course, my dad passing. Right. Yeah, my dad passed the um, 1st of January. So, I had... 1st of January this year? Yes, 1st oh. of January, 10, 10, 15 a.m. So, it's like, I think that was like the crown of it all. Mm. You know, I've had my own postpartum, you know, depression, mm. you know, going through marriage, mm. you know, and then his passing really, it shook me. And of course, I've not been able to express my grief completely because I'm this hard man, hard man kind of person. <laughs> you know, I'm always the one being there for everybody, you know, so I haven't really been able to express my grief. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So those three moments have mm -hmm. really dragged me to the ground. People don't really see it, funny enough. But I've just been going through it with my teeth like this. Mm. You know, yeah. Why do you think they don't see it? Today? Why do you think they don't see it? I don't know. Maybe because I don't put it out there. Mm -hmm. You know, when you ask me how you doing, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm this kind of person that I don't know how you're feeling at that particular time. Mm. And if I come with my own problems, mm. you know, and I'm like, I'm like this, I'm like this. I don't know what you're going through at that point. I don't want to drag you into my dark circle. Mm. You know, so I'm always like, I'm good. You need to be strong. Mm. I, well, I use the opportunity to, to drag energy, mm. Mm. to tap energy from whoever is around me. Mm. You know, so I, I don't go, I'm feeling this way, I'm sad. Nah, I, I don't know how to do it, mm. basically. Yeah. Right. Right. What happened to your dad? <sighs> this man woke up one day and he started with, I'm having headache, the next thing, fever, the next thing, his blood pressure rose. And 31st, well, he, we, tra we traveled together for a wedding, funny enough. And then we came back together mm -hmm. and he was at my place. And 31st, we were like, oh, happy new year and stuff. The next day I was going to church. 
some type of way i came back we spoke like how are you feeling he was like he's fine but he can't really breathe you know he can't breathe so he doesn't know what's going on i'm like but he was resp this is how he was talking you know he's fine but he can't breathe properly i asked okay where's my younger sister where's charity and he was like charity just stepped out now that was his response. He he spoke very well, and the next five minutes, he started breathing. You know the whole "I'm dying" kind of breathing, and the next moment he passed. What right, right there? Right there, like in front of me. I didn't, I didn't know what to do, and the only thing I remembered was the doctor telling me, "If anything happens to you now, your mom is gone." You know. Because I have, I used to have an elder brother, mm -hmm. which he's late now. Right. So I'm like her eye. So she was like, he was like, if anything happens to you now, put yourself together. If anything, so that was just it for me. Mm -hmm. So I've been dragging the grief since that time, and it's been crazy. So you're the only child now of your mom. No, we're two. I have two. a younger sister. Right. So, but you're the elder one, so you're yeah. the one that she would be looking. So how are you able to? I'm sorry about his passing, by the way. Um, how are you able to find the drive to go into the Big Brother house after such a big... Okay, um, going into the Big Brother house has always been something I wanted because I haven't really been around people who, who can like, okay, this is it. You want to do this. Let me introduce you to this. Let me introduce So I've always been setting the pace for myself all the time you know mm. so i used to see big brother as a platform where i can be known for my crafts you know what i do i love to work with my hands you know i'm not a nine to five kind of person mm. right so i love to channel my energy into doing stuff with my hands like so make beads make you know to make like anything i can do with my hands basically so i used to see this is my fifth try and thank god this time i went in so when it came up i was like okay this was this was supposed to be like an exit point for me because mm. like i said uh, my life before the house i've been through a lot you know emotionally and mm. otherwise mm. you know so i was like maybe i should just do this mm. let me just do this mm. and then well, like we say, you never can expect it. No matter how good you are, mm. you never can tell what they're actually looking for. Mm. You know, Who's and they? then um, Big Brother. Right. The company, Big Brother. So you never can tell what they are looking for. And then I, I tried. And I did the first interview. After some time, it went through. I was like, okay, let's just keep trying. And then we went on and on and on till the last phase. Mm. that was more like that was supposed to be like a distraction for me and like I said it's a distraction and also an experiment for me because mm. I'm always like if I don't see the end of something like, let me just see what's waiting did this place you know and thank god you went through mm. and then I got into the house so of course life in the house was ups and downs you know we had our ups and downs and ah mm. Where I got the energy from, I don't know. Right. You can share this podcast with a hashtag with today. Now that you think about it, do you think you were not emotionally ready to get into that house? Um, 
Well, in the house, I had my own downtimes. Mm -hmm. right? There were times that I walked to the dining room or the dining table. I'll just sit down and just look at the diary room mm -hmm. and contemplate involuntary excess. I had mixed emotions. I had stuff going through my head. I contemplated um, voluntary exits like mm. number of times, and at some points I was looking for a distraction. And then when I think about voluntary exits, I'm like, you came this far. Mm. You know, why do you want to leave in this manner? Mm. You know, you you were chosen out of millions of people who came for thousands of people who came for this interview, mm. and you were chosen. You know, so. Yeah, I really wanted um, distractions. I really wanted something to keep me going, you know. Well, I was emotionally distracted. I'm not going to lie. Because mm. sometimes when I think about my mom, I mm. think about my son, I think about the things I've been through, my dad's passing, how mm. they are coping. <laughs> I remember we used to have quarrels with the girls when I go into the restroom. Mm. And they're like, what are you doing in the restroom for like 40 minutes? I'm like, I'm having board meeting. That's where I have my own downpour. Mm. So I go into the restroom, I cry all I want, and then I come out smiling. Because whenever those thoughts come into my head, I'll be like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I go to the restroom. Mm. So that's where I do my moments and then I come out looking all sweet. Right. Let's back up a bit. Um, so you also mentioned, you mentioned postpartum depression. How old is, is your son now? He's three. He's right. three and some months. So you dealt with postpartum depression after he was born? Yeah, yeah, I did. Right. Did you get, you, you're going to say yeah, something? Yeah, I did. I did. I went through it. Well, I got the help myself. Mm. because um, yeah, people around me didn't really understand what I was going through at the time. Mm -hmm. But because I had forehand information about mm. what this could be, I was able to control it to an extent. You know, there were times I would go into the bathroom, my baby would be crying, I won't, I won't want to see him, I won't want, want to touch him, you know, because I just had thoughts coming into my head. I was bloated, I was big, mm -hmm. you know, going from a size eight to a size 16, it was crazy. And then, you know, of course, marital issues and all that, what's really going on? Am I supposed to be here? You know, mm -hmm. all of those stuff put together. Yes, I had postpartum depression and I was able to manage it. It was really crazy. I had this thought of, I'm not going to have kids anymore. I don't want to go through this phase. Mm. In fact, after this, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not sure to still be in this marriage. Like, <laughs> I had lots of it coming. But I was able to go through it. What is post? What, what, <clears throat> for people who don't know what this is, what is postpartum? How does it, how does it manifest? Is it thoughts? Just thoughts? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, is it physical? What, what is it like? It's, it's like a mindset. Mm. You know, one, if you have a cheating spouse, mm. you can have postpartum depression. Ah, right. Yes, because you're just like, okay, I have a baby now. Mm. My body is looking ugly. You mm. know, you're now going to now start talking to other females. Mm. You know, you're not helping me. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Like, at that point, certain people need so much help because, especially for first-timers, mm. you know, you, you want so much help, so much um, comfort at that time. Oh, okay, 
just be able to to talk to talk to the female mm. or the lady or the, your wife whenever she's feeling down you know being able to talk her out of whatever she's thinking at that time okay if, if she thinks you're cheating be able to like talk her out of it you know be just be supportive mm. you know so mm. some women they don't get that mm. just, they just they start thinking about everything mm. like i feel people are not seeing me the way they are supposed to be seeing me mm. you know and then for some reason, I really don't understand the crazy thoughts that comes into it. Join our community. Listen to the full podcast on Patreon or Apple Premium. Link is below or just search for With Today.